What's going on, Pat? Hey, what's up? How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. How's everything going? How's the family? It's good. Everybody's good. Steph's keeping she's staying busy. We got Jake, who just turned one, and Kylie just turned three. Kylie's like three going on 13, so she's uh she's trying to look into like a little girl with like an attitude and an opinion, which is funny. Yeah, I've seen her on Gabby and Alyssa's social yeah. media a little bit. Yeah, so she, uh, <laughs> she keeps us on our toes. My son Jake, he's an absolute maniac. He just crawling, walking in everything. He's like, he's like your typical boy, just like <laughs> brute, just boom, boom everywhere. So it's uh, it's good. They keep they keep me busy throughout the day. That's cool, man. Yeah. How's this week been for you? What you been up to? So actually, this past weekend, I went to uh, Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship game. Mm-hmm. They invited. Uh, they must have invited all the medalists from all like the Big Ten schools. So Steph and I got a uh, little vacation out in Indy in the day. Oh, they, that's they, cool. Yeah, they they gave us tickets like a, a little pre party. We had sweet tickets for the game, and uh, yeah, they they honored us. It was like I don't know what one like the timeouts in the second quarter. They brought us all out to the field and kind of like announced each name and uh, yeah, just like they gave us a little round of applause. So it was nice. It was a good little trip. Yeah, it's cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Just to tell you like a little about myself, like first of all. I'm upset, like, I haven't, like, formally met you yet in person. I, I I think, like, the one time, yeah, it was the Christmas before the pandemic when I went with my yeah. sister. And, yeah, yeah I, I saw you and stuff, and I'm happy I finally get to meet you, and I can't wait to meet you in person. <laughs> I know. Figures. And, yeah, to, to tell you a little about myself, I, uh, I started out at OCC uh, as a journalism major. I'm a crazy NBA fanatic, big sports fan. I, uh, like was always a blogger and writer on Twitter and wasn't positive, like what I wanted at first. And then I became, you know, a huge advocate advocate for writing my freshman year of college. I took, you know, multiple media writing courses. I went and, uh, I worked for their newspaper and now I'm at Kane university in my last semester and I'm, for, I write for their newspaper as well. I, um, I, in the sports writing class, we met like multiple people from networks like ESPN. Uh, we met people from the athletic and we learned how to cover, uh, report and, um, you know, formally write games. And, uh, I got my first interview session with the devils like a couple months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. It, it was like, basically like two seconds like blink of an eye we got to be a beat and cover like a preseason game and yeah oh that's pretty cool yeah with uh the coach and like two other players like it was like basically i was in like with another group of kids and then we just yeah. i just asked questions real quick i'm like it was a good experience but yeah i got a bunch of probably about 10 questions or so written down for you like we could yeah. zip right through this yeah absolutely whatever so, um, so growing up in New York and discovering a love for sports and obviously you must've had a bunch of idols you looked up to and role models. Yeah. I was going to ask like, were sports figures that inspired you? Like, were there any, and who? So growing up, I was a big, I was a big Mets fan and I was a huge David Wright fan. Mm -hmm. So like as a baseball player, David Wright was always the guy who like, 
I tried to emulate my game master in a sense. Like he played third base. I kind of played third base. Like I wore my pants up because he did. I wore a wristband because he did. He was just one of those guys where like on a nightly basis, anytime I was watching baseball, I was always trying to watch what he did and kind of how he played and emulate my game after him. So he was, he's definitely like the one athlete who I, you know, kind of looked up to the most when I was a kid. Yeah, it's awesome. I read that you, he was basically, you know, your guy. And did you grow up a Matt or Yankee fan? Matt? So I grew up a Mets fan pretty much because of him. Like, I, like I, was, I was such a big David Wright fan. Like, everyone was like a Jeter fan growing up. But, like, mm-hmm. kind of like as he was kind of like on the outs and kind of, you know, a little older. That's when, like, when David Wright came in. That's kind of like when I, like, really fell in love. Kind of with the game and watching his watching him play and stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> he is basically obviously every Met fan's favorite too yeah like yeah just the way he played like everything to how he like acted never heard a bad thing about him yeah the Jeter. yeah he's just he was just you know a stand-up guy the Jeter or the organization it felt like yeah yeah so senior year football ends and you decided to pick baseball back up uh Darren Fenster said it took him maybe five swings to really adapt <laughs> uh were there any challenges like during that transition yeah, so, so when I when I first moved over to baseball, I started the first game down in Miami. So I started the opener at third base because an injury opened up a spot at third. But uh, I was actually the last position player on the team to get a hit. So it took me it took me a good couple games to like really kind of figure it out and get it going. And like credit credit to the coaches for kind of sticking with me. But uh, yeah, I was the last guy to get a hit, so it was it was a tough go in the beginning. You know, trying to adjust and not seeing pitching for a couple of years. But yeah. uh, you know, kind of once I started playing a little more and a little more, and started to get the feel for it, and started to catch a couple breaks, and like, you know, a couple of hits fall here, a couple of hits fall there. You know, it kind of gave me that confidence to keep going, and then I kind of got rolling, and uh, you know, obviously had a great year. Yeah, it's all about comfort and you know adaptability. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. How were your grades through that process and through this whole mental state? No, they, they 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 were good. My grades stayed. You need to keep above a three zero to stay out of study hall. So I always made sure that I always stayed above a three zero for my freshman year on. I think I, I hovered around like a three zero three one. So I I was always I was always close, but I always did enough to kind of stay above that that three zero threshold. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and um, you know, I know you played years before this as well. Where did the love for like the game of baseball in general come? I think it was just honestly like from playing with my friends every, every day. You know, I, I had a big backyard growing up, so it was every day it almost felt like, you know, me and my friends were getting together. It was my brother, his friends, my sister, her friends. Everyone just kind of like, you know, the neighborhood just kind of came together, and it almost felt like every day, and we just played baseball. It's like all we did, you know, baseball in the spring, football in the fall. You know, in the wintertime we went out there inside and played like snowballs. But it was always like something going on. I and I think just like always being outside playing with them. It kept it fun in a sense. It wasn't. It didn't feel like I was, you know, doing something I didn't want to do, you know, yep. through a practice or something. It was just playing the game, having fun with my friends, and I think that's really truly what kind of you know made me fall in love with it and want to you know play it and keep playing it at a high level. Yeah, it's all about you know the passion that comes out of you, and that's yeah, that's yeah, like it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. We didn't you know no one ever put any pressure on us. We were just out there having fun and just playing. That's like what I say about like writing too. Like I don't. I, I constantly say that to my dad. I don't look at it as like an assignment. It's my life and my job. And, you know, you talk about how you like the Mets and you loving uh, David Wright growing up. Like that's how I, like I'm a 
diehard Boston Celtics fan. Like that's my team, and like, oh really? Okay. Yeah, with with basketball, I'm like the same way. So I'm like, whenever it's nice out, like I'll go outside and play, shoot hoops. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'll uh, I wake up and like I basically live the game, whether it's Twitter <laughs> highlights, self things with the Celtics, no matter what it is. But yeah, <laughs> nice. I feel you. Nice. Um, you know, in that lone season. You killed it across the board. Hit 392, 480, 680, 693, I'm sorry. You had 14 homers, 50 RBIs, and 24 stolen bases, and 51 outings. And you win the Big East Player of the Year award. And what was that like? It, it Honestly, it was, it was such a whirlwind of a couple months just, you know, starting to play getting off to like, you know, a, a good start, kind of rhyming it. I really didn't know how good of a year I was actually having because we didn't have a scoreboard at our field. So like, I never, you know, I, ne- I never knew exactly like how good my average was or how many home runs or RBIs I had. I knew I was having a good year and I knew, you know, it was translating into wins, but I never really, I never really thought about any of like the accolades or accomplishments that I was actually like, you know, on the verge of, of, uh, you know, accomplishing it was, mm-hmm. it was truly oh i got two hits today nice we won nice there was never like a thought of all right well now i'm hitting 410 or now i'm hitting you know 500 in my last four games there was no twitter and like all that really kind of wasn't you know like a, a thing back then to really report on a daily basis of like how how i was doing yeah so it, it truly was just one of those things at the end of the year like the pr pr guy came up to me and was like hey like you know you're about to win the Big East Triple Crown, and I was like, <laughs> like, like I had no idea, didn't really think anything of it. I was like, oh, that's like cool, like figuring it's happened before or something like that. And you know, for him to tell me that I, I was the first guy to ever do it, it was something that was surreal. And you really, I didn't even like think too much of it because I just assumed, you know, like obviously all the great players that have come, you know, up through the Big East that someone had done it, or mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't really like put it into perspective of how uh, how good of a year I actually had. And yeah, and you want that mentality too. When you, obviously, when you're on the come up and you're trying to be great, it's about staying humble and it's about what can you do to be better each and every day, rather than yeah. focusing on a number. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And winning, of course. Absolutely. And you know, during the transition, your coach at St. Joe's said, at that point in his in his life, he had to go with his heart, and it told him football, and your gut as well. And, like, what did you think hearing that, knowing where you were headed in that direction for baseball? So, so like, when I was coming out of high school and, and obviously picked football over baseball, football was – it was my passion at the time. Like, I truly loved it. I loved baseball too, but I felt like at the time I was a little burnt out of baseball. Yep. It was just one of those things where, I, you know, I, I had played it enough and football was where my heart really was. So, you know, I wanted to go play football, but – as each spring went on, you know, I missed the, the, the baseball season. My freshman year, obviously, we're playing spring football. And I was like, man, I kind of missed baseball a little bit. And, you know, my sophomore year happened, and then the spring we had spring football. And I was like, man, I miss it, like, a little more. Like, I, I, I kind of <laughs> miss playing. So it kind of, like, started the itch there. And then, you know, as the senior year progressed, and uh, it was something that became, you know, a, a, a real idea. You know, and then it happened, and I, you know, I just ran with it. It was one of those things where I just didn't. Didn't want to have any regrets. I really didn't think anything of like like this would happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I kind of just had had that kind of like unfinished business mentality, and just wanted to give it one uh, one more try. 
That's awesome, man. And all right, getting into the pros now. So yeah, before being drafted to Seattle, uh, you killed it in the minors and Arizona Fall League summer ball. Uh, what was the transition like moving out to Seattle in your mid twenties? It was uh, it was obviously a little you know like different, just culture shock being so far, never being that far away from home. You know, growing up, you know, up here in the Northeast and going to Rutgers, I never really was anywhere outside of here. So going, you know, going out to the the kind of the Pacific Northwest in a sense to kind of play and come up, it was, you know, it was a little bit different being on my own. But, you know, luckily I had teammates who were all in the same situation as me and we kind of just leaned on each other, Mm -hmm. you know, wherever we were playing and whatever it was about, you know, whether it was doing laundry or dishes or trying to find a part for a car at like a store. It was just, it was, you know, it was a big big team community and we kind of all just help each other out, navigate through it yeah it's great when you have uh teammates like that that yeah yeah exactly was there anyone before i go on was there anyone throughout your career like veteran wise that like really gave you good advice such as that or you know how to progress on and off the field uh i mean i can't really pinpoint one player i mean there are honestly so many but, uh, you know, one guy I leaned on heavily was a kid named Pat Cantwell. Mm-hmm. I didn't play with him in Seattle. We kind of played later on in my career. But he was one of those guys who, who I kind of knew coming up, playing against him and playing with him. And, you know, he kind of always was there for me whenever I needed him. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and going on, you, as time goes on, you become a Texas Ranger just before a second stint in Seattle. Uh you become a Padre in August of 2016, making your major league debut for them. And just your second at bat in the majors, you homered off Robbie Ray, and this thing yep. was an absolute bomb. <laughs> and <laughs> I saw the huge smile on your face. What was that moment like? That was that was one of the most surreal, like kind of like floating on cloud nine moments of my life. Because uh, so I got the call late the night before, like one one thirty in the morning telling me that I got called up and uh, they told me I was playing that night too. So it's one of those things where, Oh my God, not only am I going to the big leagues, but I'm actually playing now trying to get some sleep at two in the morning really, <laughs> you know, yeah. not really an option. So, but I had a, uh, my flight was at like six in the morning. So I had, I didn't really sleep all night before got on a flight at like seven, uh, flew to San Diego. I think the game was at like four or five. So I didn't, I got like a, maybe a cat nap on the plane and then went like right to the field. Didn't even go to the hotel, went right to the field. Uh, and then kind of just like was in it like this, you know, got to get my uniform. got to do a headshot, got to do this. And next thing I know, I'm playing and I still hadn't slept and it was just pure adrenaline. So I struck out, <laughs> struck out my first at bat. And then I told myself that second at bat, I said, just don't strike out. Like just, just cause it was an O2 count when I hit the homer. So I just told myself, I said, swing the bat. I said, if you go down swinging, at least you went down swinging and go down looking. Yep. And so I just didn't want to get beat by a fastball, and luckily I uh, got the barrel to it and sent it a long way. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Beautiful moment. I was yeah. happy. I had a huge smile on my face just watching it. <laughs> um, when you went to the Reds, when you were in Cincinnati, I actually saw you play that summer of 2017. I was, uh, when you were at Yankee Stadium, I was going into my first year of college okay i believe yeah you were in i'm sorry i can't remember if it was left or right but left field yeah i thought so thank that itself was awesome i thought that was 
I mean, I didn't, I would just hear about you from Benny, basically. Like, I didn't, I didn't know, and you know how he's a baseball junkie, and like, mm-hmm. I didn't say, tell you this, I love it as well, it's my second favorite sport, and I love the beauty of the game, just like you. Yeah. And, yeah, I thought that was super cool, and it was awesome to get to see you, especially, yeah. I was just, no, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, that must have been, was that your first appearance there yeah so that was the first time i played in new york at all and uh going there just with all the family and friends and just everyone there it was that was kind of like my big league moment where i was like all right like i've you know this is something really cool like what i'm doing here and all these people got to come to yankee stadium to watch me it was that that playing in yankee stadium was one of the highlights of my mlb career for sure absolutely um just off the top of my head what about uh have you been to Wrigley or Fen- Fenway yet? Yeah, so I haven't been to Fenway, but uh, when I was with the Reds that year, we played, obviously, we played the Cubs a lot. Yeah. So I, I, was, in, I was in Wrigley uh, a good amount. I think like three series we were there. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a Red Sox fan, too. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we played the Red Sox that year, but they came to Cincinnati. We, uh, we didn't go out to Boston. Hopefully, I get to see you there one day. I miss the yeah, ballpark myself. Be sick. Yeah, I miss <laughs> the city. I haven't been there in a couple of years. What were you gonna say before when I cut you off? If you remember, no, that, that, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna tell you how like playing at Yankee Stadium was kind of like the highlight of like just my big league career. Just going going there with all my friends and family was just something. You know, that was just so special. Yeah. Um. And obviously, you made other stops such as Pittsburgh, Arizona. Uh, Toronto, San Diego again, hometown New York. What was that like knowing that's where you were headed and what was your mentality going into your trip with the Mets? Uh, so when I got, when I signed with the Mets, I never actually made it up to the big leagues. Our triple A team was on Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So I, so I really never even got to like come back to the East coast kind of as a bet. Yeah. But, uh, you know, kind of just signing with them and playing a little bit with them was, you know, kind of one of those fulfilling a childhood dreams almost in a yeah. sense, like being with the Mets organization, David playing Wright. with, you know, some guys who have been up to the big leagues with them. It was, it was one of those special things where I wanted to, like, get to the big leagues with them because they were my favorite team growing up. But it obviously wasn't meant to be. It didn't happen. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely fortunate and thankful that I even got an opportunity to mm-hmm. play in the organization. Especially knowing who your guy was growing up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so in that 2017 season with the Reds, uh, you know, you played really well. Uh, you batted 208, 178, and 178 at bats, nine homers, 26 runs batted in, 23 runs scored. Um, was it tough for you the following year, knowing that like that stint was coming to a close when you got that call? Was it unexpected yes. at all? So it was, you know, it was bittersweet. You know, obviously, I was mostly a bench player that year, so I didn't really get a lot of like you know starts. It was the first time ever in my career that I was coming off the bench, so it was it was definitely an adjustment in that sense. And then uh, you know, to not make the team again in 2018 was definitely you know a blow to my confidence. You know, humbled me a little bit, but. It, it kind of just re, re and, uh, reignited that fire and that fuel to try and get back to the big leagues and have a good year. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously it happens. It's all business. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's and once you kind of realize, like, that it is a business and, like, they don't make decisions with their hearts, you know, they make decisions 
based on it being business. Once you kind of accept it for kind of what it is, then, you know, it's, you take, you take it a lot less personal when, when bad things happen. And knowing, uh, you had, uh, those brief stints in general, not just, well, Cincinnati, you really showed out. I thought they made a mistake. And (laughs) (laughs) knowing you had brief stints before it, was it, what was that mindset? Like, were you just like, oh, let me keep an open mind. Let me just put my head down and continue to work. Yeah, kind of, kind of both of those things. You just kind of always have to know that, you know, whenever you're playing, wherever you're playing, kind of they always tell you, you never know who's watching type thing. There's always, there's always scouts in every, in all the stands at every game, no matter what the level is. So you never know when's going to be that one time to where like something might click for you for who's watching when they need something at a time. So it was, it's one of those things where you kind of always have to, you know, be able to push push things aside, the outside noise, and kind of just keep that kind of that focus to keep going every day because you never know who's watching, and you never know like when your number is going to be called. Yeah, and that's again not, not that I should be comparing myself to you at all, but <laughs> that's another thing I think like when I'm as I'm trying to get into play by play now and like put my work out there. It's it's not to complain yeah. about views or how many or whatever. It's just like you never know who's watching at the end of the day, and you never know who's listening. Yeah, it's it's so true. You never know, it, and all it takes is one person. Yeah, no what like you know whatever you know aspect of life it is, just one person either see something good or take a chance on you, and then you next thing you know, then you, you take that from there. Yeah, Brian Custer from ESPN was our last guest speaker. He was giving us that big lesson. He's a good oh, guy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this is awesome, dude, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate this. Um, you know, in an off season like this year, for example, not knowing exactly what's next, uh, what's it like going through that mentality? Basically what I just asked you. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough in the sense that you don't know kind of when things are going to get settled. You know, you obviously hear things each side that, Everything's so far apart, all doom and gloom. But, you know, you try and be a little more positive than that and just hope something gets resolved. And obviously the sooner it gets resolved, the better, so things can kind of return to normal. You know, hopefully I can sign somewhere. A lot of guys can sign somewhere and things kind of, you know, can kind of get back to that normal flow of a regular baseball offseason. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed. We got Jackie Bradley Jr. back and then that happened. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that literally happened, what, like an hour before? Yeah, not even, yeah. maybe not even. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things where, you know, I think, you know, both sides got to bend a little bit and make it work, and then, uh, you know, things can get back to normal, hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. How, like, how have workouts been for you? What have you been doing with that, and how have so you been it, treating it, your it's, body? It's the normal, the same for me, in the sense, you know, I'm working out four times a week, doing doing a little bit of baseball stuff, not really ramping up the baseball stuff too much yet. But, yeah, I'm just kind of working out, going to the gym, doing what I need to do there to kind of physically be ready, you know, start to get my body in shape for, uh, you know, hopefully a spring training. And then kind of, you know, probably within the next week or two, I'll start going to a baseball facility and start hitting a little bit and throwing and kind of ramping up the baseball activity yeah. as uh, as the offseason goes on. Yeah, and this is obviously time for you to chill. So, like, no pressure. Like, it's the holidays. Yeah. Best yeah. time of the year for a ball player like you like yeah yeah sit back and relax eat, with the kids eat, yeah relax eat, hang out with the kids eat too much food on the holidays <laughs> it's kind of a standard uh little time right now <laughs> out of uh well speaking of the holidays what what's 
what's a go-to meal for you on game day? Like, what is what's a favorite? What's so game day of baseball? I eat <clears throat> a peanut butter, banana, and honey sandwich before every game I play. Really? That's like that's like my go-to. So if the game's at seven at like six fifteen every game, honest to God. 99 i mean obviously there's some games where like i haven't done it but it's just been like a weird thing 99 mm-hmm. percent of the professional games i've played in throughout my minor league and big league career i've eaten a peanut butter banana and honey sandwich about 45 minutes before the game that's like i don't know why <laughs> i just love it makes me feel good it keeps me full but that's that's my go-to little uh little treat right there i gotta try it i'm a big peanut butter and banana guy i love coconut yeah. So I was so the first year I played in in rookie ball in 2012, the only pregame food they had for us was peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. And after like a week and a half of that, I was like, man, this is like, <laughs> this is getting this is getting old. And then one like one of my teammates, I don't even remember who, it was so long ago, he's like, try peanut butter and honey. And then I then I mixed in a banana too, and it was a game changer. Love it, and it's like my go-to. Go to feel good like pregame meal. Yeah, and I feel like in any sport, that's like a main is just peanut butter and jelly, and that's yeah. that's yeah, awesome it's a, that it's you a ma- staple in most. But I, I got sick of the jelly, and I just tried honey one time, and I was like, "This is it." And that was <laughs> nine years ago, and I'm still. I don't eat. I don't eat one in the off season. I I don't eat one the whole the whole winter, the whole time I'm home. But as soon as I go back to spring training, it's like gotta have it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What, what music you into, Pat? Uh, I mean, truthfully, right now having kids, it's all like Disney, like Disney oh, Frozen yeah. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Coco Melon, that's only a big one. But no, like if I if I would prefer to listen to music, it would just be some country. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Honestly, whatever like the new stuff is on the radio, I don't really have. I'm not Spotify or anything like that. So whatever's on the radio, that's kind of what I listen to. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Talk a little about the Olympics uh, experience and what was that like for you? That was the highlight of my life. Other than the, other than like obviously getting married to Steph, having my kids, like as a selfish like baseball player athlete, that was the coolest thing I'll ever I'll ever get to experience. Just getting getting the phone call to to be asked onto the team, to you know showing up, reporting, meeting my teammates, flying over to Tokyo together opening ceremonies was you know unreal to being in the olympic village to just hang out in the dining hall you know the 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 drive over to the ballpark it was it was honestly it was so surreal just every aspect of it but the only thing that would obviously you know was a negative was the fact that there were no fans there Mm -hmm. you know it would have been nice to be able to play in front of some people but uh just the overall experience was something i'll never forget i'll cherish forever and it's just something I'm so thankful that I got the opportunity to do. You know, being a baseball player, the the Olympics is never really, you know, on your radar. Yeah. You know, it's always the big leagues, you know, whatever. But, you know, to kind of have this opportunity to get sent down earlier in the year to be eligible for the Olympics, to then have them call and ask me to be on the team, it was – it's just one of those surreal, like, you don't really realize how special of an opportunity it is till after the fact mm-hmm. that, uh, that I'll cherish forever. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Yeah, it Seriously. was it was sick. It was it was so cool. The That's whole, awesome. The whole last, the whole everything. Just hanging out with the guys, uh, just walking past like 
Luka Doncic in the dining hall to oh you're a big NBA guys so like Luka Doncic yep. was there. Um, the dude uh, from France, Gilbert, is that his name? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, he, he was just hanging out in the dining hall too. Like these guys who are you know these established NBA players just kind of hanging out in the dining hall, like like any other guy, you know. Um, saw Yao Ming walking around the dining hall. Uh, so yeah, it was just it was just cool to be in the presence of like all these you know big time athletes and then all these Olympic medalists in the sense where you know someone just won a gold medal and they're walking around the dining hall just getting food like anybody else mm-hmm. with a gold medal around their neck. Even if you guys didn't reach the exact goal you guys wanted, still like you said, it's special and that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean we you know we lost the gold medal game, but you know to still get a silver medal it's something that yeah. you know people people dream about their whole life. So yeah. it's. I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. So, out of all the organizations you have been a part of, which one stood out to you the most that you enjoyed? Like, which one did you like the most? Uh, I mean, coming up when I did in Seattle, I really liked it there. I thought we had a good group of guys. You know, all the coaches, the the front office, everyone who was there. I really like. I really felt at home there. I felt like I, you know, I was kind of one of the guys. So. You know, that place will always hold a special place in my heart. And then uh, probably Cincinnati, too, because they really, truly gave me an opportunity, even though it didn't end the way I wanted it to. You know, they, they gave me an opportunity to, to be a true big leaguer, so I'll always, I'll always be thankful to, to them for that. Yeah, that's special, man. Yeah. So now that we're towards the end, um, what advice would you give to an athlete that's going down you know, the same path, whether what you've been through professionally or deciding between sport to sport, uh, or between sport to sports yeah, in high school or college, whatever it may be, what's good advice that you'd give? I would tell them, follow your heart. Like, you know, I, I made the decision out of high school to play football over baseball, but it was, it was one of those things I truly wanted to do. I felt like if I would have played baseball right out of, you know, high school into college, I don't know if I would have done as well because, I know my heart wouldn't wouldn't have been in it how it was after I came back, you know, after taking a little break from football. So I would just tell them follow your heart and, and keep that keep that drive and that going and don't never get too high and never get too low. Kind of kind of stay as steady steady as possible. Some some good advice I I don't know who told me, but I always remember like when things are going good, you're never as good as you think you are. And when things are going bad, you're never as bad as you think you are. You're always, you know, you're, you're one little one little play here either way to really kind of figure it out. And so just kind of stay on that even, that even plane and just enjoy every second of it because it flies. Like to, to look back yeah. now and to think that I'm 31, it's like, holy cow, like <laughs> where did the time go? So, uh, yeah, I would just tell them to enjoy the ride and stay and stay humble and stay kind of stay even keeled. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm 24, and I'm thinking the same thing. Oh. Or I'm gonna be 24 in February. I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah, you're a you're a baby. <laughs> I would kill to be 24 again. You got any birthday plans? I saw it's at the end of the month. I don't normally. Oh, so Steph's birthday is January 1st too. So our birthdays are like right next to one another. But uh, no, no real big plans. 32 is nothing special. So uh, we'll probably just go grab a nice dinner together and. Uh, have like have maybe have like a little party here. I invite a couple couple friends over and uh, you know have a couple drinks. Yeah, and of course you got the family, and there's nothing better than that. And spend yeah, much time so with yeah, them just kind of enjoy enjoy some time with the kids and maybe a nice little dinner. That's about it. All right, I got two last ones for you. Two yeah. 
two big ones. <laughs> I mean, we basically went over this talking about your prep preparation and stuff like that, but with your mental state now, what's the plan? Like today you're thinking about your game and how you can expand what's your ideas and what's the plan at the moment for, for what my game in the future. Yeah. Like what would you like to do right now? So I'm working on, uh, you're talking about baseball wise. Like what am I working on for next season? Yeah. Or you, yeah. Okay. So obviously being a little older, you know, kind of one of the first things to go on you is your speed. So I've really kind of been working on getting kind of, you know, getting my core up, my core strength and really kind of getting, getting those fast twitch muscles kind of going a little more just so I don't, just so I'm, I'm, I can keep up with the young guys in a sense. I've always, I mean, knock on wood, I've always stayed healthy my entire career. I've never been on the DL. So uh, physically I've always, I've, I've always felt good and I still feel good. So it's just making sure those kind of like quick twitch, like fast, fast motors are, are good enough to kind of keep up with everybody. Mm-hmm. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, big one. <laughs> So I know you talked about regrets and how just go with your gut and all that. Yeah. And I was going to say through everything you've accomplished and can look back on as an athlete, are there any at all? Uh, I mean, I truly feel everything happens for a reason. So as of right now, there's no like one big regret that I think I've had throughout my career. I mean, maybe once it's all said and done and it's all over and I'll really like be able to look back and say like, ah. I probably shouldn't have signed with this team. I shouldn't, uh, you know, shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have said this. But I mean, for right now, truly, I, I, I really do believe everything happens for a reason. So all like kind of the bad things that have happened in my career, they've kind of always led to something really good happening. Mm-hmm. Like being sent down this year, you know, is a negative, but then it led to the Olympics. So it's, yeah. it's kind of one of those things where I don't really like, I don't really have one regret because I feel like every bad thing that's happened has led like, I've learned something that's led to yeah. something kind of almost better in a sense. So, as of right now, there's nothing There's nothing I would regret because it all, it all has led to a better path. So, I'm just kind of hoping it keeps leading to more better paths. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I stand by that a lot as well. Everything happens yeah. for a reason and, you know, opportunity. Yeah, there's, always, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and it's always usually a little brighter. So, yeah, that's and... kind of the mindset I've had with every, you know, kind of been traded, released cut so it it happens to every baseball player you know the longer you're in this game the more times you're gonna get released the more times you're gonna get traded the more times you're gonna they're gonna tell you you stink and we don't want you and but it kind of always leads to another path another hole somewhere and uh so hopefully some good comes out of that yeah and it's all like we said it's all a learning lesson and me and, yeah. ben, me and ben talk yeah. about it all the time it's that's that's the hardest thing to do in any sport is to hit a baseball and i saw your one quote I believe it was your one coach said it, and I totally agree. Like, no matter what, slider, change up, fastball, curveball, you never know, and it is the hardest thing to do in sports. Yeah, yeah. it's people don't realize how hard like a slider, a curveball, or change up is to hit when you when you got to gear up for a mid nineties, you know, upper nineties fastball. Also, like you don't know <laughs> what's coming, so it is. It, it's it's hard to do, and that's why I try and never get too low when I'm doing bad too high when i'm doing good because i know there's going to be one nasty slider that i'm going to sling and look like an idiot and then i know there's going to be one where you know i'm going to catch it and hit it over the wall so it's it's kind of one of those things where i try and stay as even killed as possible yep and pat i'm going to ask you one last one unscripted 
just yeah. what I want to hear. And again, I want to thank you for this so much. Yeah, this was so cool, and I'm so happy I met you. Like, yeah. you're a great dude. All the advice you've given and your story is awesome, man. And congrats on the Olympics. Well, like hope, I said, well, hopefully one of these times we'll actually get to hang out a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this summer, yeah. probably, probably sometime soon. Yeah. And uh, so my question was. Um, an owner or GM calls you in a month or two, this month even, what's, or your agent, what's the biggest thing that you want to show them about yourself that they might not, that, that they might not know? About me? Yeah. Uh, just that I am, I'm kind of like a team guy. Like I've always, I've always just tried to like treat people the way they want to be treated. Kind of like the way I want to be treated. So I've always, I always just try and be a good teammate. That's like the one thing I always want everyone to know about me here. To when I, when I'm done playing the game, like I just want people to always remember me as being a good teammate, not the guy who uh, you know hit a bunch of home runs or a guy who you know made this player that play. Just a guy that when they hear my name, they smile because they they know I treated them well and I was a good time in the clubhouse. Absolutely, man, Pat. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. <laughs> For real, that was awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. And oh, so what? Uh, so I texted two of my cousins. You, what, what kind of you want? You just want them to quote what? Just kind of saying like what? What kind of player I was, or person, or yeah, just anything about you, really. Okay. Whether it's on or off the field, your work ethic, whatever yeah. it is, whatever you'd like, man. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I, I told them that I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from them, but I'll get you. I'll get on them. I'll get you those by tonight. Thank you very much, dude. Seriously, yeah, I'll text you. Thank you for everything. Yeah, of course. This was fun. And if you ever need it, want to do it again or need anything or anybody else, just just feel free. You got my number. Thank you, bro. Seriously. Yeah. And I I think I said this before, but I have my own blog, mostly for basketball stuff. And I was thinking yeah. if you'd like when I you know hand in this assignment tomorrow or whenever, I'll publish it on my own blog as well and post yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you, Pat. Seriously. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime. Hope everyone's doing well right now, and have a great night, man. Thanks, bro. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Yep, I'll text you tomorrow or later. All right. Thank you, Sounds man. Sounds good, bro. Have All a right, good later. one. You too. Bye.